Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's back. The beer's back. That's right. Pursuit of Hoppiness is back. Beer aplenty. We're talking beers. Did I mention the beer? Oh, we have got all sorts today. The boys went off to a beer festival. Working, volunteering, taste testing. That's right. We have a uh, like a like a guest review. That's right. Somebody wrote into us and reviewed some beer, and we're gonna let you know what they thought. And we've got all the others, all the goodies. Guest Matt's ABV. That's always a a podcast favourite. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do uh, do think about subscribing. And if you're just listening along, then that's fine too. But you can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, here we go. It's Cookie Cast. It's the pursuit of happiness. Recording in progress. It's not wrong, you know. Apparently, we're recording on all fronts. So, for this one, it's over to Matt to lead us off. Well, right. Uh, good evening, everybody, and or good day or hello uh, to everybody. Welcome to the pursuit of happiness. We've gone on an extended journey for the uh, for, for the past for a while. It's not been a, it's not been. Uh, We've not been pursuing, or we have been pursuing happiness, uh, but we haven't been sharing our findings with you for a while. So let's get let's get into it uh, as quickly as possible. So we have uh, uh, Mr. Paul Williams. Hello, everybody. Uh, Mr. Andrew Cook. Oh, hello. <laughs> ah. And Mr. Stuart Womansey. Hello. And just while uh, Andy finishes there, uh, we'll. <laughs> I think we're done because Andy's found what he's looking for, and uh, we'll just it'll just be uh, me and Paul, me Paul and Stu from now on. <laughs> Look at that! So why don't we start there then? What are you, what is that? What is so I was. It, it looks it looks a little hazy. I was really looking forward to this because. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if this fits in with you boys. Just one second. But I am loving collabs. Collabs <laughs> seem to be where it's at for me at the moment. Um, obviously, my favourite is a collab. Uh, so when I heard the words "tiny rebel collab," well, uh, yes, please. So this is the Speak Easy. Ooh, Tiny Rebel and who's? So Let's Talk and Tiny Rebel. Uh, that's the, I'm pretty sure it's something to do with the mental health awareness thing that they did. So it's, they got people in. So it's, it's predominantly the Tiny Rebel brewery experience combined with the, uh, the, the cause, I believe. But yeah, looks good, that. Does look good. The reaction it was very enticing. So uh, the, the colours aren't they a band? I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the uh, the artwork. The artwork's really cool. 
Um, there's all sorts of all sorts of stuff all over the can. There's like a website for so let's talk.co, Instagram, Facebook, all that's on the side. There's loads of stuff on the back. Um, uh, let's face it, you know, it's uh, so let's talk is a not for profit platform that provides preventative and holistic sessions on mental, physical, and financial health to hospitality professionals. By drinking this tasty liquid, you are directly supporting the hospitality industry. I am there. So uh, I saved it for the podcast. I saved it for cracking it open at the start of the podcast. I have done both of those. And I'm going to enjoy, the, enjoy this forthwith. Right. So good, good, good beer and good book. Okay. Kind of, you know, drinking, drinking beers and that kind of thing. The hospitality industry that kind of, you know, went, you know, suffered quite badly through the pandemic. They're doing things to support each other. I think that's kind of, is a good thing. Um, and so we kind of, well, we're going to touch on different bits as we go through this, but uh, in our pursuit of hoppiness, it took us to uh, to look to volunteering at a beer festival uh, in Leeds. So, yeah, so um, at Hop City, uh, the 7th of August. So that's the, uh, well, we say annual, uh, but not so much with the pandemic uh, and a bit of waiting around. Um, it's a kind of annual light beers, hoppy beers. Um, festival uh, that Northern, so the brewery is Northern Monk that run that. Um, so uh, we did some volunteering and then we did some tasting. Uh, so we're going to crack on with beers of the month. Um, and we're going to have, we're going to have festival, our festival beer, our favourite beer that we drank at the festival. Uh, and then we're going to have our favourite beer beer that we've drank out of our stashes kind of like out of our out of our own kind of in our own home possibly maybe if we managed to venture to another brewery at some point um uh that might come into into play as it were uh right uh Stu, uh we'll go with we'll go we'll do the round robin of, uh, of the festival beers that we enjoyed Okay, so I'm pleased that you came to me first because it means that I get to tell you both of mine and then you guys can pull faces as you're like, ah, that's what I picked as well. Um, so I have I can't separate two beers from the festival. However, they did both come from the same brewery. <laughs> um, so there came a certain point in the, uh, in, in the events where we'd finished our volunteering and we were definitely well on our way with the all of the samples and we came across a brewery called tripping animals and they had two beers one was called king louis pie and one could not be any more aptly named at super duper nice because uh yeah it really was um both of them lovely fruity numbers definitely way up on the old uh, fruit based sour scale but just ridiculously thick, ridiculously juicy, and just, like, it didn't even feel like a beer until probably about 20 minutes after we'd had them. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then obviously we were, we were uh, lucky enough that Mr. Moore uh, 
got got some uh, got some tins in for the room as well for afterwards. So we even had a little bit of extras on the old uh, tripping animal stuff after the festival. But honestly, never never seen that brewery before. Never heard of them at all ever. Exactly what the festival was all about. Because now we've got somebody that I will definitely be hunting down. Um, to, to try more of their stuff so yeah super duper nice and King Louis Pie was where it was at for me for the festival yeah, I was kind of I think the, the one thing I would kind of like add to that is that almost the mouthfeel when you were drinking it was a bit like more beery than sometimes mm-hmm. like a sour sometimes a sour can be a little bit kind of dry or uh, a bit kind of not fizzy but that kind of thing it can definitely taste different but it, this one kind of their beers kind of had a light slightly kind of IPA kind of mouthfeel when you were drinking it I think that's made it made it a whole lot nicer and easier to drink uh, when we were drinking but oh, those those beers were were, were mental um, yes I think I think it's a it's probably a sign of a good beer um, at a beer festival when you're uh, constantly travelling back time after time to get as much of it as you can as you know they've probably uh, they're probably operating from a small barrel which they were not not only that is that a good sign, but also the fact that when we when we got there, one of the guys who was organising the festival uh, from Northern Monks was like, "Have you had their beers? You need to try their beers." Like straight away, he was yeah. the first, first first one they mentioned. So and like get in there quick because they sell out. I mean that you know like, like you kind of um, thingy. Right then, uh, Mr. Williams, your uh, your beers of the festival. Um. They, they have both been mentioned by uh, by Mr. Woodmansey. Uh, unfortunately, I um, was too busy actually drinking said beers to um, notify myself of what beers I was actually drinking. Um, so I am completely at a loss as to what I actually consumed that day. Um, but from what I can remember, other than those two, there was a... Uh, a Northern Monk uh, Bonanno Mango Lassie, which was very nice. Um, that uh, was actually something we had in cans, um, courtesy of, of Mr. Monk, which was very kind. Um, now, unfortunately, there was uh, <laughs> something that happened with that can in that it had to be recalled due to uh, fermentation in the can. Um, I'm just trying to find the picture that I have of my specific can, as it was interesting. Let's uh, <laughs> um, talk amongst yourselves while I uh, try and find the picture. I mean, I like we. By the time that we had the message to say that that had happened, though, I'd already finished mine off. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it at the festival so much. That's true. I think I think I drank drank the can of it two to three days after the beer festival because uh, I'd enjoyed it so much. It was uh, straight up, it was it was bumped up the list big time. And it's weird because I'm not really, I'm not really massively one for banana based things because I've always had that thing about they always, it always tastes a bit fake. Like, you know, if, I, if you get like a banana milkshake, it's got that like forced banana taste to it. Almost like, tastes like, um, was it like antibiotics when you were a kid? Yeah. Like it was- banana bit of banana thing all the kind of soft chew kind of bananas but, but no it's but, no thank you, no and, thank and you. It, it's it, it, the, i think the best thing about it was is that banana can be like a very dominant flavor so you know you put it in a smoothie or something like that and it completely takes over the kind of taste of whatever you, whatever else you put in there and it wasn't 
like a overly dominant kind of banana kind of flavour because if you know sometimes if you just get a smidge in there you're like you know you go to McDonald's and get a get a milkshake and you're like God, who's had banana before which 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 animal has done this you know, you're like god damn it yeah so to put it in perspective uh, this was the can that Mr Moore had and if you look at the ring pull you can just see a very slight sort of uh, bowing of the uh, the top of the can. So just bear that in mind for uh, the uh, the can that I was in possession of, which, uh, needless to say, had I not got to it when I did, I uh, would be minus one property. Um, <laughs> so let's have a look. Obviously, the suspense is probably killing everybody. Uh, yeah, it's so if you remember the very slight bow, like, bow on the top of the can compared to that. <laughs> yes, I would say that that had some extra fermentation in that particular batch or that particular cab. Uh, but regardless of that, the beer itself at the festival was, was very nice. It was very, very tasty. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so if I go for mine, I've got um, the one the one, the one that I've kind of, kind of the, the, the two tripping animal ones were the, by far the outstanding ones that we drank. Um, the two that I kind of that I put as my reserve ones, uh, and I, th- I thought one of you would have said this one, the Pythamori Rounder Shed from Pomona Island Brewing Company, the Manchester-based one that um, whenever I see their beers, I'm like, oh, I want that beer. And uh, I can very rarely get my hands on it. But the uh, that, that kind of like fruited sour, it's like a, almost, I mean, you dare say in that kind of neck of the woods, a triple fruited goes kind of thing, uh, the blackberry, blueberry, raspberry, it was just it really good drink there you go yeah kind of smoothie kind of looking thing um and then just for the kind of occasion and the fact that you know they kind of i mean i'll chuck ourselves in with this beer dorks that were about um the uh uh the broccoli special reserve by uh the other half um uh, company it was uh an imperial double ipa Rocking in with an eight point three percent, and it was just like it was just a perfect balance, and it was you could see why. You know, we were stood, we were stood there serving, and people were going, "Is the broccoli on yet? Is the broccoli on yet? Is the broccoli on yet?" And we're like, "No, not yet. Go away," kind of thing. And then eventually it went on, and then it was gone again within half an hour. 45 minutes maybe it was absolutely nothing to do with the fact that we drank it because we did sample it because obviously we were told to but um, definitely didn't finish the barrel off that it was it, as soon as that came on there was queues weren't there like out yeah. of the tent I mean to be fair the moment the moment that the festival opened the other half brewing was it, they were queuing out the tent for the two like they had two triple triple IPAs one was a mosaic one was a citra both absolutely stunning and then they were like Wait for the wait for the wait for the broccoli kind of special reserve to come out, and you're like, oh good, and you know you know it's good when other members of staff and other people at the fest like who are kind of working at the festival like oh, just gives a little lurch at that place kind of thing. And you're like, right, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah the, the main yeah the main folks are coming by. You put you put, you put the broccoli on, yeah, all right, yeah. Just uh, let me know when that happens, all right, kind of thing. Because it, it was it was it was outstanding. Um, it's one of them big ones where I'm like sat there thinking I genuinely don't think I had a bad beer 
I don't, yeah, I think out of the 20 that we had, it wasn't like, oh man, I'm, I'm gutted that I queued up for that one, or I'm gutted that I, queued, you know, wasted a drink on that on that one. There, was, there wasn't a single one because sometimes you, you kind of pick a beer and you're like, oh man, I've, I've kind of wasted the however long I spent in the queue and kind of having to consume it or. You know, as uh, infamously, the first time me and Stu went to Dark City, which is the other festival, Dark and Wild City, known as now. Um, the first time we went to that, we ended up having to pour one away because it was not good. And we were just like, no, no, we just can't even finish this one. And it was everyone had said, oh, you've got to have this one. And you kind of like, so you have that trepidation. And the next time someone says, um, you should get this one. You're kind of like, um, if my memory serves me correctly, it was a, a chocolate chip cookie stout and it was like it was called it, i think it might have even been called cookie monster and it, it had all of the potential ingredients not you know to the, the the good name the nice sounding ingredients the thickness of it and it was just like oh man that was such a letdown but it's like it it by the, either been made or brewed by the actual cookie monster or from the actual <laughs> cookie monster so it was uh, it was not good Right then, um, so we've done our, our beers of the festival, um, and I dare oh, say... Sorry, just, just just before you go any further, speaking of beers of the festival, obviously they do brew a ah. festival beer, um, so this was the beer uh, festival beer at um, Northern Monk mm-hmm. Group, especially for um, the, uh, the, the Hop City 2021. Obviously we did have a little sampler of this, at the same time as we had the banana mango lassi, and it was perfectly nice, from what I can remember. <laughs> it, it, nailed, it nailed the brief. It was a nice, hoppy, kind of double dry hopped IPA from, like I said, from mem- memory serves. It was, to, to be fair to us, it was probably around like 17 or 18 of the tw- uh, at the point of 20 beers. Um, so it was late on in the evening, so, you know, come on, <laughs> give us a little break. We've We've been investigating hard for the uh, for the uh, for the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the um, pursuit of happiness, brethren. Uh, you know, all TV is in the hard yards, obviously. Hundred percent, right? So uh, beers of the month that have come that weren't at the festival. Um, uh, Andy, do you want to start with? Have you got another one? As a, aside from which, kind of. Going straight in hot with the uh, with the with the tiny rebel cola. Yeah, I mean, I was I was I was super excited to um, to to get that. Um, do want to? Uh, I know we've done this before, and I know it's one of those. I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't want to do it again too much. Uh, but I do want to just give uh, Trembling Madness a, another shout out. Uh, placed an order well past four o'clock uh, one day last week. Um, within half an hour, there was a knock at the door. I had like a series of emails, like your order's been processed, your order, um, your order's been received, your order's been processed, your order's out for delivery within like minutes of each other, and then within half an hour there was a knock at the door. So before five, it was still delivered. Uh, did find out which was which was strange um, that where they ship their beers from is not where I thought they ship their beers from. They ship from a little localer to me. That was uh, that was. Good like to, so a warehouse. Good to find out. Uh, the guy was like, 
feel free to uh, you know put more orders in. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean that, that that's really good, you know, because I think you know we we've kind of griped about it a little bit, and it's probably going to be a little bit of a bugbear bugbear of mine continuing is that your local breweries, and you know this is not all local breweries should probably provide some kind of local delivery that's free of charge. Absolutely. It's not it's not a massive kind of like outtaking to kind of go relatively local to, to, to where you are. I'm 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 gonna dig at a local local brewery to me. Um you know if you want to collect it, that's free. Fine. It's about half an hour walk. So maybe you know they're thinking about your health. But um the fact that some some um local brew local um, beer shops Local pubs, you know, particularly I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna shout out a couple in Newcastle, Nord, which is kind of like my beer beer shop of choice, and the Free Trade Inn, uh, that's a, a really nice pub that overlooks the Tyne. Um, they do look look up free local delivery. It's not so much, <laughs> um, it's not so much. Um, it, it, it's just a that, that little extra mile. If you want people in the local area to keep on using your beer shop or keep on using your brewery. I want to sweeten the deal because those people are going to be around for a while. You know, fair enough. People around the country, around the world might drink your beers, but the people locally are going to be about. Um, so I think that's really, that's, that's cracking service. I mean, like that's virtually yeah. those kind of, those kind of things that you used to see where it's like, oh, order beer at 11 o'clock at night and you can have some at like 12. Uh, you can put it's like a 24 slab of call in that you're going to regret at like 3 o'clock in the morning. My like. One of the guys I used to work with refers to were that as cooking lager. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Cooking wine or cooking sherry. But it, didn't, didn't people say that if, if, you, if it's going to be, you should cook with wine that you drink yourself, so surely that should be also what you should be doing with beer then. <laughs> having, uh, during lockdown, <laughs> having, having during lockdown investigated with uh, beer-battered chicken um, and using tiny, using tiny Rebel uh, Club Tropicana to do it, Yes, I agree with that sentiment entirely. <laughs> I've got a few. I've got a few cans of Hickey the Rake in the uh, in in the fridge. One of those could definitely be sent towards the uh, beer battering of some stuff. Uh, right, in. so Hickey, yeah, obviously, beers beers of the month that are, that weren't at the festival. Uh, Stu, yep, um, mine um, actually. I mean, I feel like we were spoiled that weekend because not only did we have all of that, but then I was um, also away with the family, so I took a bit of the stash with me. And one of the ones that fell into said stash was uh, another Tiny Rebel collaboration beer. However, it was Tiny Rebel and Brew York as part of the Freaky Franchise series, of which everything was themed around a Halloween movie, um, art-wise. And... Scarily high ABVs as well. It was a 14% Rocky Roads ice cream pastry stout. So if you were ever going to have a dessert in a glass, this would be it. Um, the, for, the, for the YouTubes amongst you, there is a little picture going up on there right now. It was as dark as you would imagine it to be. Uh, so the artwork, you can see maybe a little bit on the can, had a bit of Freddy Krueger involved as well. But yeah, um, I don't know what number in the series that was, but I feel like 14 must have been fairly close to the end. 14% must have been fairly close to the end. Um, I find when they try and flavour um, beers or stouts, whatever, and they make them that high, 
um, ABV, sometimes it loses um, the flavour a little bit and it, it ends up being a bit burny or like it, it kind of the alcohol takes away from it. But no, it it did exactly what it, it needed to do. It was sweet in the right places. Um, it, it had that kind of the, the, the dryness of the, the, the pastry bit to it. It was just and the vanillary from the ice cream. So it, it ticked every box. Um, absolutely couldn't fault it. It's, it's, I don't know if they've done the Freaky Franchise bef- series before this year, but, um, you know, skipping ahead a little bit, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll do it again sometime because that was incredible. I, say that, I think, you know, we, we kind of, we, Brew York is one of the group collective kind of favourites. I would, you know, kind of say that's probably Paul's home kind of turf, as it were. Um, and but their 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 stouts are outstanding. I think kind of in that in that kind of like probably the stouts, the sours that they do is like right up there with the kind of thing and they the what they do with sat with stouts kind of um spoiler alert, we've got we've got a we've got a listener review coming uh, at the end of the pod. Um and they have reviewed one of the Brew York ones and I mean we've we've talked about the stash before. I was going through the stash the other day, we did a, did a bit of an inventory, kind of, you know, trying to see where we're at, and uh, I found said beer. Um, it's, it's, it's stayed it's stayed in its order, because that's where it goes. Um, and, uh, you know, but we'll get to there, and uh, no doubt in about six months' time, I'll agree with all this. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> uh, Paul, your, uh, your beer of the month. So, I, I was going to go complete homer and uh, give a Brew York uh, beer um, as I'd uh, just had a can of the Ripple Twister um, which was excellent uh, and then I remember that the week before that uh, I had cracked open the North Triple Triple Fruity Ghost Box and it reminded me that I'd taken down this little number which was the Tayberry triple fruit it goes and I would go so far as to say that could be for my money the best triple fruit it goes that North have ever done I thought that was absolutely excellent that's it that's it that's a big statement that um, it is and I mean obviously the boy, the boysenberry one that they did was I was going to say that one top bollocks uh, uh, but um, my, I'll, I'll give you my review that I put on Tom Tabs. What's that? North Brewing have released yet another TFG banger, you say? Thick and juicy, yet sharp, and just the right level of sourness. Beautiful. Excellent. I, I mean, I, again, spoiler alert, in the fridge, it, the, you know, <laughs> the time will come. It's just not right now. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to them because I'm going to sit there probably get all three in the fridge, sit there with my ponce glass, suck all three of them and enjoy them thoroughly. But yeah, yeah, that, that, look, that looks good. That look, It looks good. I think, yeah, I think that's sort of the thing sometimes. Right? It looks good in the, in, in the glass. You're like, it, had, yeah. it had a great pour in, let's put it that way. I know it was only out of a can, but oh, yeah, it, 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 it poured well. So, right, after, I'm after gonna, the bar was done. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick on the, uh, our brewery of the month and uh, being as we were technically employees for uh, four hours or however long we ended up grafting for, <laughs> um, 
uh, um, I'm gonna go with Northern Monk. So I'm, I'm being a proper like Homer kind of. Please, please, you know, please let us come to your festivals again. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> when I pay for a ticket, they'll uh, they'll perfectly they'll have me back. So um, I think, but they release it every year. Every year I buy it. Every year it never disappoints. Every year it does things to me that you know beers probably shouldn't. But <laughs> the uh, the glory, <laughs> and it's not morning. It's uh, in the evening from a beer, but Glory, the uh, triple IPA uh, that they do, it's, I mean, I've had that this month, and I, yeah, it leaves me speechless every time. You know, it's kind of one of them things where, we, you know, we've talked about being beer dogs. Is it as good as last year's? It probably isn't quite as good as last year's, but it's just such a good beer. I love a triple IPA. I'm currently drinking a triple IPA. I've got several triple IPAs in, in the fridge as we speak. And oh, glory, it's just, it, it it does that thing that triple IPAs do as like a little treat. And it's that it drinks. And it, it kind of seems to miss out the double IPA side of things. Whereas, like, you can get a double IPA and it's got, like, a burn to it. You're kind of like, oof, that's a bit much, that. It, it can't, I can't imagine where it would go next. Whereas a triple IPA seems to go, all right, you know, fine. I'll, 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 see, the, uh, I'll see the burn. I'll get rid of the burn. I'll go super juicy and super drinkable. And you'll drink that way too quick than you should do. And uh, good luck standing up because those jelly legs that you now have yeah 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 they're, they're, they're proper jelly you're kind of barely set jelly um and oh, it, it's just the, the, every year whenever the glory kind of whenever that kind of thing takes up on facebook or pops up on instagram or from your local beer shop says northern monk death and glory are in do you want them yeah yeah i'll i'll have i'll have a can for me and i'll have a can for my mates as well because uh Everybody should be drinking them every year, and the death, the the death stout is it, it's somewhere in the stash. It's oh, if, if, stout. If, if, it's, if it's a stout, I imagine it'll be way down the pecking order. I, I can't remember. I don't. I think it's one of the ones where the where the actual date is quite short. So it might. I'm not sure. It might have even been drunk or drunk already. Uh, it might have been in there before the glory. Um, there's a vicious rumour I've never actually ever got around to it um, of mixing death and glory together um, but apparently it's meant to be really good and uh, tonight I'm drinking Honour the uh, West Coast Triple IPA Um, that Spider-Man gif in there somewhere now not as good as glory would would be my would be my uh, would be my immediate reaction to it it's got a a, a sharp finish to it that uh, i don't know it kind of doesn't quite doesn't quite fit my taste palette Give it a minute. um we've kind of gone i don't know if anyone's got their shop beer of the month well um, 
at this point, I would like to be a massive letdown and say, I have been that guy this month. I can't give you a supermarket beer of the month because all I've drank is non-supermarket beer. So, you know. But, can I offer one up to the uh, to the suggestion? Uh, and I believe it was the Buxton Lemon Meringue Pale that was £5 in Tesco. I think it's dropped, been dropped to three fifty or something like that. I have that the Omnipolo collab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're in the process of getting rid of it because um, Tesco's have got a new craft range in, in the last week. So they've got plenty of new stuff from Vocation. Um, I think what is possibly the first widely available triple IPA in a supermarket as well from, from Vocation, that that was uh, about £5 a can. But they've... Um, yeah, big, big boy girl and big boy pants and big boy them or, you know, gender neutral pants on and uh, try that one. They've um, they've changed their um, beer buyer. Uh, they, 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 they rotate their head beer buyer on a regular basis so that it doesn't stay the same products all the time, which I think is a good strategy. But, I mean, it must be an awesome very, job. It's a very when does that come up? <laughs> <laughs> I think every six to 12 months, I think, Matt, you need to get on that. Oh, man. I, I can't, I can't, I can't only work for six months, for Christ, that's the job I'd like. What they do is they look at um, all of the untapped reviews that anyone's ever put on, and if you've got more than like 10,000 beers checked in, you can have the job or something <laughs> So, get ranking. Okay. I know, I need to start working harder. Um, <laughs> get to the end of the stash, you'll complete it, mate. That's it. <laughs> Honestly. Um... Yeah, I think it's a, that that the Omnipo, that Omnipolo Buxton Lemerang kind of thing is. We've mentioned that one before. I've got it in the it's in, in the fridge ready to be uh, consumed. It's it's an absolute cracker. Um, but I'm going to stay on brand. Um, and there's there's two there's two in the Northern Monk have two in Tesco that I've seen. Um, I'm sure we've mentioned it before. It's the Faith in Futures. It's the Northern Monk Inse collab. It's an absolutely stunning beer. It's a New England IPA. It, it it blows. I would say most supermarket beers out of the water. Um, the only one, the one that I'd really like to try, but I honestly can't justify it at the moment, is the Northern Monk Stigberts. Uh, in a blue can, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had that. It's um, it's nice. But it's not. I don't think it's as good as the Interbeer. So I think you've you've uh, steered the right course there. Yeah. So if you if you if you've got a choice, I mean, buy both. But if you're only going to buy one, I, we, I would I, we would recommend the Inter Interbeer. It's it's really top quality for uh, for 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 a supermarket beer. Also, just as a kind of like heads up for for folks, North. I know it's Leeds. They get along. It's fine. You know, people in Leeds have to stick together and all that. Um, um, North and Alpha Delta, which are a northeast brewing company, contrary to what was said at Hop City, they're a northeast brewing company. Have have collabed to do a Tesco beer. It's in Tesco right now. In my fridge right now. It's in. It's in. <laughs> It's also in my fridge right now because I was like, I ain't missing out on this one. So that one can just slot nicely into the stash. 
Um, and uh, and the the uh, if anything, I think me and Paul were speaking to the the brewer at Alpha Delta. The guy's hilarious. So um, just support support a, a, a small. It's quite a small small local brewery to Newcastle. Um, and uh, they're doing some really interesting beers. I think we had a nice uh, farmhouse sour um, from them in that kind of time when we we're having the uh, the pie for Maureen Rounder Shed and a couple of other beers, mm. uh, which was it was really good. I mean, to be honest, like I said, we had twenty beers. There wasn't a bad beer in that twenty. It was just sometimes, you know, you can't have twenty winners. Um, I don't want to. Uh... Don't, don't know if I'm going to be treading on the, Andy's toes a little bit here, but um, obviously viewers and listeners of the podcast will know that we've uh, we've mentioned some non-alcoholic beers um, on one of the podcasts we we designated to fully non-alcoholic beers. Um, and one of the ones that came up was Laser Crush by Beaver Town. Um, I believe you can now get a four pack of that in Tesco. So in Tesco, wow! All right then. So that's just the one for the one for the non-alcoholic beer drinkers out there. Speaking of which, have you got a uh, have you got a non-alcoholic beer of the month from a supermarket, Andy, or have you just been trembling the madness in it all all the time? <laughs> um, as as with my previous show, I, I, I do fall into the category of I haven't had a supermarket beer. Uh, what I can say, uh, and I feel I feel some some pride in saying this with your mention of Laser Crush, even though. Uh, the the order came from uh, from Trembling Madness, and I do like to try new things. There's definitely a laser crush in there, which is just chilling in the fridge right now. I think I can safely say on any big beer purchase to date, there is a laser crush always in there. We've like we've I know like kind of letting people behind the curtain and stuff. Uh, I think me, Stu, and Paul were messaging a while, but I had a bit of a pint of. Bloody Hell, the Beaver Town Blood Orange IPA, which was probably four or five years ago, was one of my favourite beers. I absolutely love that beer. And I had it at, at a pub uh, a few weeks ago, and it was not good. And I was absolutely devastated by it. But the their, their non-alcoholic on the laser crushes, it, it's so good. I mean, like, I've, I've been out and bought, like, two or three of them just to put in the fridge, just as, like, you know, when you kind of had water or you've had some, kind of, you know, so it's just something different to drink. And it's just a really, it's, you know, take take away the kind of alcohol volume. It's a really nice drink to drink. It's, a, you know, it's a good beer to drink. Um, and, you know, we're going to sing that. We'll, we'll keep on singing that one's praises for a while because it's just a proper... It's a proper beer. It's a proper beer, and I think that's that's the best thing you can say about it is that you drink it and you think, yeah, that's you know, close your eyes and you know, write four point five on the side of it and stop being a twat about whether it's got alcohol in it or not. Does it taste like a beer? Yeah. Right. So as you know, we've kind of spoiled it all the way through, um, and if you have a look, a look at my uh, t-shirt, I'm. Uh, I've been waiting to rock this for a while. I've shed a few pounds to make sure I can wear wear this t-shirt exclusively on the uh, on the beer pod, for the Northern Monk beer pod for for, for you folks. Um, so the beer, the brewery of the month 
after much dancing around it, folks, it is Northern Monk. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to it. Um, it's it's a personal favourite. It's a favourite of the of the of the brethren, the group um, uh, uh, of of, uh, of the pursuit of hobbiness. Obviously, the brethren is also something they use as their as something to call the people that work for them that enjoy their beers and kind of take part in it. So they were they were, they're quite a young brewery as well. Um, so they started in two thousand and fourteen. Um, at the old flax store in Leeds, and I, I was thinking about this. And uh, biases aside, but I'm still being biased. Um, people are going to probably call me on bias. I would say it's probably the second best looking brewery in in the UK that I've been to visit. It's Wylam at the top. I think the Palace of Arts at Wylam is, is it's the setting. Paul's uh, Stu's pulling a face there. Then, then the flax, then the flax store is uh, the old flax store is very, very close, and then Tiny Rebels, very modern looking brewery, is is third, and so on. I've, I've kept everybody. I think I probably haven't kept everybody happy, but you know, I'm the host. You can't, you can't please everyone. Um, you can't please everybody all the time, Matthew. Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so on the note of the flax store, the, the only, like, because it's, they've kept the old building, the only thing that lets it down is the staircase and the fact it's so narrow and small. And I think that's the only thing that lets the flax store down. However, they have branched out now, so they're not just there anymore, but I'm, I'll not step on your toes anymore, Mr. Moore. So, the, so as you said, OG, the OG brewery, uh, it was the old flax store, 2014, um, and then... I mean, it shows the growth as well. So by April 2017, they'd opened the second brewery at, and I'm going to butcher this, Sidenham Road. Um, and that was April 2017. So it's kind of been like three years-ish, you know. Um, I couldn't get an exact date on when they opened the first brewery. Um, and it, they can, uh, the, I mean, this, this that kind of thing. They can brew up, over the two sites. They can brew up to eighteen beers at the same time, so they're kind of they're not. I think when you say churning out beers, it sounds kind of condescending, but it, you know they they're producing a lot of beer. Um, so the old flax store is a great two listed listed building. So it's kind of you know a brewery and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of hold, held in a lot of stature. It's also where their tap room is. So like Stu said, the stairs are steep. And really, really quite slim. And if you've had a couple of shandies in there, the walk back downstairs is uh, is ooh, kind of thing. And they they generally hold the beer festivals that we're talking about in that building. Um, so apologies to one of the brewers at Wyland that means you accosted at the first time we went to Dark City. But also, it's it's kind of you know they they kind of nice, kind of sedate, kind of all on one level. Um, kind of way of the the hop city at the at the big brewery when when you kind of think all oh, right if, if if I was in that state at the old flax store how might that go because that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of thing you know it's kind of it's it's a little bit dangerous. Um, they've also kind of branched out as as a lot of um, uh, a lot of the a lot of breweries do nowadays as they get more and more successful into having a couple of tap rooms of their own. So we kind of already touched on the old flax store having having a tap room in there. 
but then they've also kind of opened one and, and they've kind of taken it a little bit further afield, really, uh, in Manchester. Um, oh, yeah, so there you go. Yep. Def definitely legitimately uh, obtained glasses. Um, uh, and then touching on the kind of, we've, we've kind of spoke about it already, um, but they have the Hop City uh, Festival, uh, which is kind of obviously IPAs, um, sours, uh, beers like that. It's generally, is it generally kind of June time? I, I'm, my, my kind of thing is completely thrown off now. I, I, don't know I don't know if it's normally around sort of like May bank holiday sort of time. Like, I was, I was, is it we, much earlier? And then, uh, and then the kind of October, November kind of uh, festival is the Dark City or Dark and Wild, as it's known now. To kind of, so you don't absolutely, as me and Stu did the first time when we went to Dark City, when it was just Dark City and every beer was, I'm pretty sure double figures, stouts, porters. Uh, it was brutal. You know, when you, when you say to somebody, I'm worried I might not wake up on the train on the way back. And uh, then they're worried about you not waking up on the train on the way back. Um, that, that was how heavy that was. So they kind of taken it. I don't want to say taking it down notch uh, with the wild, but there's that element of sours and um, kind of something to give you a break. Uh, <laughs> and it appeals to a different market as well, doesn't it? It hits the middle ground nicely so that like the people that might enjoy Hop City because of the, the variation, there is still some of that variation now within uh, Dark and Wild. So hopefully, I mean, I'd, I've not seen any news on this year's one yet, but I would assume that the people who organised Hop City got a well-deserved rest after the absolute, um, you know, success in the end that it was. But um, I'm they put um, they put I think they put something on they put something on Twitter or possibly Instagram not long after Hop City, bless them, um, about where would you like it to be held, um, you know, to kind of gauge where the um, where where the kind of public. Uh, the brethren, the, uh, the the punters would want it to be. Um, so, fingers crossed there'll be an announcement about that soon. I think there's a lot of people just kind of waiting on bated breath to see uh, what 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 they do. And by they, you know what I mean by they. Um, we don't talk about that on here. We don't want to get involved in that this shit. Is a happy, this is a happy um, place, Matthew. This is a happy place. It's a happy place. Right, so... I, I, I'm going to go really quickly through this because I, I genuinely, in the research that I've done about breweries, they are. I think the word prolific would be um, would be a way to describe Northern Monk, considering it's been what seven years of being open. Um, the volume of beers, please go on their website. It's 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 a it's a, a journey through regret and joy. And all that kind of thing of beers that you've loved, beers that you wish you could have loved, and beers that you perhaps didn't love too much. But you know, fair enough. Strike edge. Um, speaking of which, the core range that can be found on their website, and mostly a lot of these are found in uh, in in supermarkets as well. So I've got Faith, which is a quite a nice. I, I enjoy Faith. It's a hazy pale, five point four percent. Quite easy drinking. Uh, New World IPA, 6.2%. Eternal, uh, which is a session IPA, 4.1%. 
Origin, which is a gluten-free IPA, 5.7%. Northern Star, which is a chocolate caramel biscuit porter, 5.2%. Striding Edge, which is a light IPA for 2.8%. Uh, and Heathen, which is an IPA, which is 7.2% proper beer with a proper IPA, with a proper ABV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, a bit of... Bit a bit of banter there for the lads. <laughs> bit of fishing on a fishing on a Wednesday night. Uh, <laughs> Woodmancy was almost there. He was almost. <laughs> he was almost on the hook. So yeah. So that, I think that's a courage. I think you know. I'm, I'm, I'm winding people up. You don't have to drink it if you don't want to drink it. Um, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> um, it's it's a solid core range. There's quite a lot of different beers in there. Um, you know, and I think they're branching out into, you know, like, like I said, I'm pretty sure in saying that, you can get most of those beers in your local supermarket. Yeah, Morrison's especially uh, seem to be the guys that seem to have the link up with uh, Northern Tes- Tesco as well, to be fair, I think I've seen the, um, is it Stars and Stripes is the peanut butter? Yeah. Stand that they do. Yeah. That seems to have been in Tesco for at least the last year or so, year or two years. They usually seem to have a couple of uh, Northern Monks in there, so yeah. But if you if you're new to Northern Monk and you're kind of thinking, right, what should I try? You know, I would recommend picking most of them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, um, uh, can, I, can I have one of each of these beers that are uh, stocked here, please? Basically, if you like, if you like a really light beer that also has a hop hit to it. Striding Edge is absolutely fine. I think personally the reason that Matt takes uh, some content... What is going on? <laughs> ...is the fact that it, it tastes like it should be like a 6% beer, but it's about 2.8. Well, and to bring Andy back in again, they've they've gone even further and they brewed a super stretch, which was the 0.5%. Yeah, this is... So I, I, I went on to... Their, their website is absolutely mind-blowing. Honestly, you could get lost in there, like, for ages. So they have their, so they have all their beers sectioned out into things, so they have their core section. Makes research for this podcast so much easier. Um, no, no, to future breweries. Not to future breweries. <laughs> Please, help. Um, twi- they have the twist <laughs> section. Um, and I went through this one, and I was like, I picked some that I really wish I'd have had and some that I remember having that really enjoyed and also ones that, ah, oh, people might like this, people on this on this podcast who may not drink beers with their high ABVs might be interested in what I'm about to say. The first one is not for you, Andy. It's uh, called The Day of the Death, which is a twist on the death, which has cinnamon, vanilla and chipotle spice in it. It's 11% ABV. <laughs> It's absolutely brutal because it drinks like a kind of middling, not a middling stout. It's absolutely delicious. It's the stout that if someone said to me, right, you can only drink one stout for the rest of your life, which one's it going to be? I'd be like, yep, can I have that one, please? It's going to end my life quickly, uh, but I will really enjoy my life whilst drinking it. Um I seem to think that that was the beer that we brought. We brought you one of them back from the, the Dark and Wild when uh, it was me and Paul and Mr. Panas. 
Yes, I think I, I think that I'm does kind of, that does ring a bell. Actually, yeah, it's a good point. Actually, I think you definitely kind of sent me sent me a picture saying, "Would you like this?" And uh, I don't think I replied promptly because I must have been doing something um, that was probably child related. Uh, all right, no, I, don't know. I was looking after my little boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, carry on, carry on. Moving swiftly. Uh, <laughs> I had a ten percent triple IPA. You're in uh, West Coast IPA. It's things the tongue gets loose, um, uh, and uh, and you're like, I was like, oh, you, yes, please, and please tell me that you've got me one of those um, because I want it so bad. Um, and <laughs> luckily, luckily you had uh, and kept me, kept me right because uh, that was uh, God, Jesus, you know, it, it's such good beer. Um, so then, moving through it, I looked through and I found. That the super stretch, which is the the striding edge, kind of really low uh, IPA, which is 05 percent. I think I've had hey. that beer. And what? So, I, so I've, I've, cer- I've certainly tried it, and I think I bought you one as a as a gift. So I, yeah. say, <clears throat> I believe it was in a box that uh, Mr. Williams furnished me with. Memorable or not? Uh, I liked it. It was. It was fine. <laughs> like in a kind of <laughs> like, like flames all around you with a mug of coffee, kind of. <laughs> now this is only going to work if it was my feed that um, sort of is the podcast feed. But obviously, this is a sort of a top versus bottom situation going on here. So me and Stu on the top like the beer. Matt and Andy on the bottom do not like the beer. <laughs> all, all I remember is cracking it open, pouring it, drinking it, and being like, I'm sure Northern Monks like, you know, a, 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 a pursuit of hoppiness favourite. This doesn't strike me as being... Very flavoursome. Amazing. Look at, look at that face. Look at that face. He's so happy right now. You genuinely let's could have sent me like a glass of beer, shall we, and, and uh, move along. We need to, we so need to the, do the, some kind of editing to turn him into the Emperor <laughs> from Star Wars. Yeah. Come to the dark side. The one wearing white is the, the one kind of encouraging the evilness. Um, the next one, is, so the next one in the kind of um, like alcohol-free, low-alcohol one is Holy Faith, which is a hazy pale, which sounds more promising. Faith is, if someone said to me, introduction to uh, Northern Monk, I'd say Faith would be a beer that I would encourage them to take, to use, to drink. Um, so I'd hope that Holy Faith stays pretty true to the Faith flavour. Um, and then the other ones in the twist that I looked, for, looked at, which just piqued my interest, was the Passion Fruit Lassie Heathen, which is an IPA, 7.2%. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm sure I've seen that in in a shop, and then the flake and sauce ice cream pale ale, and I'm sure one of you guys have had that, haven't you? I think I do, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. This is the thing I you said about they, they, they've got the facility to churn out the beers now. They do not stop, do they? They've they've literally got something on the go, and if they've got us, the, the one thing that I like about Northern Monk, or one of the things I like about Northern Monk, if they've got a spare tank. They're quite happy to help out their friends as well. 
Right, they'll do. They'll... Yeah. Go on, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I'll do, 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 and they'll do kind of quote unquote weird shit. Um, you know, we kind of talked about their own Bessies and Jams, Jam Roly Poly uh, collabs. They did a collab with Seabrooks with cheese and onion and uh, prawn cocktail beers. Prawn cocktail and a cheese and onion lager from memory. Yeah. Um, what was the one before? Was it the Worcester sauce? What was it with? Um, uh, no, uh, uh, Liam Perrin's one, wasn't it? Stout. Yeah. Henderson's. Yeah. that as well. It was good. That was, that was really tasty. That was the, 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 the Worcester sauce kind of actually did offer something to the beer. It was mm. good. That reminds me, actually, um, when are you guys uh, going to do a live tasting for the Marmite beer? Ah, well, I'll, I'll be all over that. I will definitely give that a go. So Stu's doing that one on his own. Uh, <laughs> and we'll go will do that as an unboxing video. It'll be fine. Yeah. Do they do, they do a non I'll do, I'll do an unboxing video and then. Uh, all right. Yeah. So this is the bit where you can either turn off or watch a couple of weirdos drink Marmite beer. Because um, there's no way I'm drinking that shit. Hey, if 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 there was a way that Marmite was liquid enough to drink, I'd give that a go on its own. So Absolutely. the fact that they're mixing beer is fine for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I think the worrying thing is that is it I can't think. Is it, is it Marmite or Vegemite that's in Burton and could, because it's an after Marmite? It's a, it's a yeast extract, isn't it? Because uh, Vegemite is the uh, Aussie version. So they've got um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a byproduct of alcohol or, or uh, beer production. So I'm like, yeah, yep. it's just there was a, there was a Marmite exactly. shortage the, during the uh, during the pandemic because nobody was making any beer. No, <laughs> and I, I bought tubs that were like this because <laughs> I was like can't run out of our mic gonna need to get some oh it only comes in like tubs like this <laughs> you know you know those uh, tubs you get for like plastering walls it was like a mini version of that I was like yes I want to plaster a wall with some marmite Oh, so if we come around next time, <laughs> the dog and the cats are licking, are licking parts of the house. You're like, all right, okay, well, so, mm, so that, that like, mama has So then oh. I've looked at the, the kind of, we've kind of t- touched on this already. The seasonal beers, again, I can't stress this enough. I'm touching on the, I, I'm just talking about the ones that I looked at. And I was like, yes, please. Um, so the Death Imperial Stout, it's 12%. It's absolutely stunning. It knocks your socks off. You want to drink it again and keep on drinking it. The Glory Triple IPA. It's already my beer of the month. What more do you want? Uh, the Honor Triple IPA. That's what we're consuming now. It's kind of... Now it's settled down in my glass a little bit. It's kind of... It feels better. It drinks better. You know what I find? Like, because you're drinking that right now. Now though, do you know, for a triple IPA, it's remarkably thin, but it still feels like it's kicking my ass a little bit. A dog's definitely kicking my ass, <laughs> but it's definitely thin <laughs> as well. It's I think that I think that's I think that's the disappointment. It's like can you, when you look at something, you kind of that doesn't look like a triple IPA. You're expecting like cloudy, dank, thick kind of stuff, and it doesn't really drink like it doesn't look and perhaps doesn't really drink that way. And then of course, Paul's mentioned it already. The Hop City, so they generally brew a beer uh, with the Hop City kind of thing. Um, it's also 
they also do one with North, don't they? Is that hit the North? Mm. The kind of thing. But yeah, they haven't done that in a while. No, they've not. They've not done it for a while actually, and um, it's disappointing that they've not because that that was always one of my favourites. Obviously, previous uh, listeners will will know that I'll be a. Um, you know, I am the North poster boy in that respect, and I will always fly that flag. And I always thought the North one was better than the Northern Monk one, if that makes sense. The one that was featured at there and better. But um, they've, they've done some awesome stuff. Like the the, the year that they did the um, the black coffee and white coffee IPAs at, at the different sides. And the cans were like, if you put them together, it was a map from one brewery to the other. Like, awesome. They, every, they nailed everything that year. They need, they need to get back on that. But I think it'd be quite a buzz now have got to the point where they're of a, of a like a decent footing so like, like I don't know if it's because I don't know they maybe don't need to do that anymore but um, if any of them are listening to this then please do it please get back on that because the Hit the North thing was great it was one of them ones that you mark in your calendar kind of like oh I better check out for the Hit the North it's, it comes in under the bracket of the uh, the, the Wild and Yeasty Boys collab also, the North Pariah um, kind of bike ride kind of one as well. I uh, I, I remember that the 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 white coffee IPA one was one of the first things I had in a growler, and everybody remembers their first growler. But it was um, it, it was like to, to get to to get a liter of that. Just yes, please do it again. Do it again. Do it again. In fact, Matt. Might just mark it down now. The rebrews thing, the coffee, I, the cof, both coffee IPAs from hitting the north. Do it. They've, they've, uh, they've well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll mention that at the end. Uh, so uh, the the next thing, and I think it's one of, I think it's probably, uh, we'll probably agree on this one. It's one of my favourite things that they do is the patrons um, series. Now, I. I knew it, I knew I knew it was the case with one of the series that it was a seven beer series. What I didn't realise was that, that every Patreon series is meant to be a seven um a seven beer series. So what they do is they collab with I think it's generally artists, um athletes, creators, food shops that are in the local area. Um so mainly focusing on leads, um but also other people like uh, you know the, the kind of thing. So they share ideas, they share um, uh, kind of designs. And as Stu's got there, he's got the Inser, um, the Inser series, which once you've collected all six, as Stu has there, you got a nice little bonus seventh one, which resulted in a unique can that was spray painted as was part of a display that was spray painted, um, and that. That triple IPA was absolutely fucking stunning. Uh, just, just to let people know. Uh, there you go. So there's you. So that can is somewhere in that in that in that display is is just demonstrating there. So I've gone through. I went through some of the ones that I've drank um, or wish I'd drank. Uh, so patron three point zero six. Whale of Two Cities, a double IPA, 6.4%, brewed with Equilibrium Brewery. Uh, I remember that one. It's one that I had probably three or four years ago. I still can, you know, it, it, it's when you look at the can and you're like, I remember that beer. I love that beer. Um, 
the Victorian Lemonade IPA that they did with Magic Magic Rock as a collab. Uh, that was 4.04. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, then I liked their sports one that they did. Uh, I think it was with, generally with Dea and Fedant, which are two breweries that definitely will be coming up on this feed at some point because, holy shit, those two breweries are fantastic. Um, so 6.01 Hazemaker, a New England IPA at 7.4%. 6.02 Knuckle Puck. Um, for those uh, matched up fans uh, out there, uh, another New England uh, double IPA, uh, 8.5% and zero, uh, 6.03 Slam Dank. And I remember that buying that one because it had sound daft. It's got basketball on the uh, on the can, on the art. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying that. And holy shit, that was uh, that was uh, fantastic beer. Um, this one is a little kind of getting over crossover, and I think Stu would be cross if I didn't mention it. The uh, Northern Rumble, uh, which was the milk sugar IPA, seven point four percent, which had a variety of northern celebrities um, dressed, made up as um, uh, as wrestlers. It is as mental as you think it's going to be, so please go on the Northern Monk website and look at that can because I'm furious that I threw it away. I'm furious that it's gone. I want it back because it was absolutely awesome. I can't remember who Brian Blessed is, but it's it's brilliant. Um, I'll just put this one down. 17.01 to, to 0 0.07. That's the Inza one. There you go. Uh, from start to finish, that that call that kind of collab, that patron series was absolutely fantastic. Hands and down, then, hands down, my favorite what favorite series they've done. Um, not because I haven't kept these necessarily because I'm a geek. I do I do like the Insta style of artwork, but there was also like as Matt mentioned earlier on that if you got all six, then you got priority access to this the the, the secret seventh one, which was the spray paint camp. Um, this was something that finished around the time that lockdown hit. So the sixth beer was released at the, from memory around Christmas time, 2019, with the idea that then they would get into brewing the uh, the, the the secret seventh one early in uh, 2020. And uh, you know we all know how 2020 turned out. So um, it it ended up being delayed by a good stretch, but it it was you had to submit. Um, like Insa, the artist, has his own app, and you had to use the app to scan the, the all of all of the labels together like this, all all together, and it gave you like a a, a certain code that you then had to then submit to. So it was, it was quite convoluted, I guess, in that respect, but also kind of like rewarding for the fact that not only have you had six awesome beers, um, a particular highlight as well from that would have been uh, the the third one. Pete's Dark Past Chocolate Caramel and Biscuit Stout. Yes, please. It was like it was like liquid boost, essentially. It was awesome. Um but yeah, that, that was a particular favourite. And the, uh, the the one after it as well, wants and needs Northern Monk and Barrier Double Dry Hot Pale Ale five point two. That was that was a particular particular favourite. 
the last one I've got is I haven't tried it. I I I, I voted for it. Um, they they were mine and Stu's kind of next door neighbours when we were working on uh, at the at Hop City. It's the Mash Gang, um, and they are a exclusively low ABV brewery. They're based genuinely. I, I I've looked on their website. I, I I have had beers from them. They generally seem to be all over the place. Some of them are in Wales. Some are in Brighton. Some of them are in in possibly in Leeds as well. Scotland. I genuinely no clue exactly where they are. Uh, but Gary's Fizzy Army, which is a fruited Berliner Weiss, uh, which is a two point four percent. So. Probably not on on the high end of a low ABV, uh, but it's uh, yeah, I've never had it. Apparently, it's really kind of difficult to get a hold of. Uh, well, definitely now, um, but it's meant to be really good. Um, it 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 just fell short in the. Uh, so I'm going to kind of I'll bring this up in a minute. Uh, but what uh, what's currently going on with Northern Monk? If you go onto their Instagram, uh, I think and their Twitter. They're doing a rebrew of one of the patron uh, beers, and you can vote on that. So I've kind of I voted generally with heart, um, kind of, but generally you know generally like beers that I've loved, but then also like nice guys that I thought were brewing decent beers that are in an unusual sector. So Mash Gang, I've voted I voted for them all the way through, even though they were perhaps going against beers. I'm like, oh man, I like that beer, but I was like. They were really nice guys, and kind of you know, they drink, they brew absolutely awesome low at low ABV beers. Um, so um, yeah, so I, I voted for them. Um, so I kind of I wanted to go back to the flax store, uh, and, and we kind of we kind of think. So it's now not their main brewing uh, place. They use that now to brew small batches of beer. So we, you've that the OFS series. Um, but they also allow, and we're going to come back to Mashgan, um, other breweries to brew on their kit to kind of produce their like bigger versions of theirs. So like, I think Mashgan have credited uh, Northern Monk with um, basically like helping them set up their brewery uh, because without them and being able to use their kit to brew their beers, they just wouldn't exist. Um, which I think is a is a, it's a really nice thing. You know, I think. The, it, it's quite you know within craft beer there seems to be a kind of like a setting within with the they're starting to the, the bigger breweries are starting to help out the small ones um and northern monk doing that for mash gang and other breweries um i think is a, is is a kind of really, really good thing to do right i've rambled on about northern monk for a while now has anybody got anything else to say you, you covered what I was going to touch on on the uh, the, the Hall of Fame thing, the, the 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 end of that tournament, if you like, with the the voting for the rebrew is that it will be brewed once more, and that is it. So whatever wins, buy it because <laughs> it is the last time um, you'll get it. And there there is some some really good stuff going on in there. Buy two of them. Yeah, buy two. Buy two. <laughs> As, as Matt will attest to, buy one for now and one for when its time comes in the in the queue for the dash. <laughs> no, because if you buy two, then one jumps the queue and oh, it just throws the whole system off. <laughs> <laughs> right then. So, 
we've had a little bit of a change because we're gonna let you the stash is not what it used to be um and also two people within this group probably know a little bit too much about the stash now uh being their stash pull that stash um is uh is very similar to mine um so to keep it a level playing field what we've got i'm good what we've done today is we've gone into the archives of uh, northern monk and they are providing the matthew's abv is right so this is where, this is where we need the uh, the the uh the cookie cast uh, minions to uh Create like a catchy jingle. Right. Uh, the just, I've, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a jingles guy that I'm in touch with. Uh, I've actually, I've actually received a series of, uh, of a theme, of theme Get tunes. Get it laid in, man. So yeah, it, it needs to be. If these, what we'll do is we'll we'll mention the uh, the beginning of the section. Pause. And then you can layer in the uh, the jingle in that little space. And then you can. I, I mean, I'm worried here that I'm going to be made all daft. There's going to be kind of daft things <laughs> put on, over the top of me, and kind of you know, going to make me look like some '90s kind of game show presenter, which is not a good thing to be because you know what happens <laughs> ten, twenty years later. Moving on. That you might have said on. about sorting out children previously on another uh, on another podcast will come back to haunt you. Other are held amongst other podcast people. <laughs> All right, then. I thought this was particularly appropriate, being as, uh, you know, uh, this one. So the first one is, no researching, no looking it up, is the patrons 1.04, leads lurking, because, you know, we've got to get a dig in on them. Um, so leads lurking, what do we think that is? I mean, if it if it's something to do with leads, it's got to be something that's particularly dirty, right? So it's going to be some kind of dank, hazy beer. Um, I, I mean, if, ooh, if it's oh, can oh, God. is it is it is it ah, is it too simple to say? Is it a beer that goes down easy? <laughs> I mean, we we know that with a lot of northern mung beers, so that that's the kind of. I, see, I was, I was going to go with, is it puddle water with loads of fag ends in it? Well, basically, it, it, the, the flax store is kind of close to the canal, so it might just be a bucket of canal water being put through the fermenter. Right, so let's put it up this is now cancelled in Leeds, and we're well, banned this way. Northern Monk and North, so you've all screwed yourself, because I can whilst, still go to my favourite brewery. Uh, whilst this is all true, we know that it wouldn't be a pursuit of hoppiness if he didn't get a mention... But he's there, he might listen to this, he probably won't because it's not his thing. But if you were to ask James Williams, what does this beer taste like? Nine times out of ten, it'll be either dishwater or puddle water. So he would have basically loved that little uh, that little ditty that Andy just threw out there. So. Don't worry, I've got some lovely names for him coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, um, you see, you think I'm joking. I'm sticking with that, and I think the ABV is like five point six. I think it's, I think it's a puddle water IPA, and uh, IPA. yeah, and it's a five point six <laughs> ABV. On on the fact that it's it's called lurking, you would assume that it's something that's easy drinking. 
but might kick your backside on the end of it. So I'm gonna say it's higher than that. I'm still I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna say it's a six percent IPA. So it's up to me then. I'll go with the sort of like the kick your ass thing. I'll go for a double. So I'll go for the dipper, and I'll go. 6.9%. I mean, I, 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 you know, we, we, we've spoke about minus points on other podcasts. I don't know whether I can do minus points on this podcast because you genuinely could not be any further away. <laughs> so it's a stout then? It's a coffee and cherry <gasps> imperial porter 10%. Oh, it's a big boy then? The monster and annoyingly I kind of want to drink it so the, the, these are all <laughs> these are all beers that I looked at and I think yes please that is definitely on uh, on uh, Matthew's order uh, next one it is patron 2.01 smoking bees I really want to say is it like a honey IPA or something like that. So I'll go, I'll go honey IPA and obviously lower than 10%. Um, if you want an actual number, I'll go for 5.2. Okay. Stu's Googling it now. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have had this. It feels like a long time ago. I, I think if it's number two in the series, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's fair that I I do this because I have I have an idea as to what it is. Well, you go last. Well, you can you can you can finish us off. Different podcast, man. <laughs> podcast. I'll be around shortly. So, um... <laughs> Again, we've 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 for want of a better phrase, we've slipped into podcast after dark. I mean, <laughs> I think we started as podcast after dark. <laughs> yeah. Dark nights rolling in, and you know. Been dark, been dark all evening. So. True that. Um, I'm, I'm. <sighs> American pale ale. Six point two percent. Right, Joe. Uh, do you want to put them out of the misery? From from what I think, I remember that the label is predominantly white. I know that doesn't narrow it down, um, but I, I have a feeling it was it was part of the, the barrel aged stuff that they did. So I'm going to go barrel barrel aged porter. Um, therefore, it'll be high, so something around nine. Okay, Stu does get it. It's a whiskey smoked honey porter. When you said the honey thing, I was like, oh, okay, then let, 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 let's see where Paul goes with this. And then you went IPA in the wrong direction with your 5.4%. Uh, right. This is, so this is, this is from one of the series that I enjoyed. Uh, not this one, but another one. Uh, this is 3.05, once, twice, three times a whale. 
it's a night out in Newcastle, that one. <laughs> the one with a revolving dance floor in the middle of the river, to quote a... Uh, yeah. Well, no, anything about seeing that band last night. <laughs> My feet still hurt. <laughs> um, I once three times a whale. I don't think so. I I read too much into names and stuff like that. So hey, um, you're you're you, you the way the way you read into these things are the whale is like a massive red herring of a whale. <laughs> So there's no big red whale. No, so there's no blubber in it and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think it could be a triple because of the once, twice, three times. So I'll go for a tipper. And I reckon you've sort of clocked onto a double figures section of me. So I'll go for a 11%. Stu's got the honours, so do you want to let Andy go next, or do you want to kind of go last? Uh, or, or go next? Um, I, I, I think for the fact that you said that's a red herring, I think it'll probably be something a little more in the bog-standard region. So I'm just going to go for 5% IPA, just to throw it out there. I'm going stout eight percent. Right. So Andy's gonna get that one because it is an eight point two percent. It's actually a mosaic IPA. I don't know where they got the eight point two percent from, but that's an absolute monster of a beer. Uh, that whale the whale theories, I can't remember which one I had. But it was absolutely, it was dank, it was thick, it was absolutely delicious. Right, 6.06, what fools these mortals be? And that one is in the JW Hall of Fame of wanky beer names. (laughs) (laughs) I have had this one, possibly. I looked at it, I saw it, I thought, oh, that's probably nice, and then ultimately I'll probably be disappointed in it. I mean, there are a few things where I thought that, but you know. Most of these things are my own doing, but um, I can't help these ones. (laughs) And then, anybody wants to go? The the silence is deafening. Andy's got the honours, so he can choose either to go first or to wait to see. I'm going. Gents- I'm going in with a goes six point three percent. Okay. You want up? So, Stuart Paul, who's going to go first? 
I mean, the, the, the faces that Stu's making, I, I literally cannot work out what, what he's trying to portray. I think I've had this. Oh, classic. Yeah, of course he has. This guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm I'm pretty sure it was an IPA, and I'm pretty sure it was about six and a half percent, something like that. Okay. So because we haven't had one yet, as far as I'm aware, I'll go for a sour IPA, and I'll stick it around six percent. Six percent. Stu gets that one. You're all very very close. What fools these mortals? What fools these mortals may? What fools these mortals be? Like I said, I always said, what 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 beers have, have we drank together over the years and have always always disappointed me? Ah, it's a brute IPA, right? That guy, right there. <laughs> it's a white, great brute IPA, seven uh, percent. And I was like, oh, if I just give it one more chance, I'm like, you know, that kind of, you know, that, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure if I give him one more chance, he'll be good to me. Um, but probably wouldn't be. Uh, right then, last one, 12.04 in the patrons range. Evolution of tradition. That's another one in the, uh, the, the James Williams. It's probably not in the Hall of Fame. It's probably on the entrance just to kind of like, you know, oh, God wants to really fuck me off. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, evolution of tradition. I'm going with a, a porter at ten percent. Okay. No, uh, I reckon with with the name. You'd imagine it's got to be like a fairly standard brew style. I think pours a bit out there as a sort of a style of beer. I'll go with a pale ale, just a box standard pale ale, 4.2%. Okay. I think if you're going to read into the name, I don't think pours as out there as Paul thinks it is. I think, although if you're going to go for a traditional one, I would. I, I'm going to throw a bitter into that. Oh, I hope, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it in there at about five percent. With his ABV being as close as possible, I realised it's like the most pointless competition ever because I've not been keeping score the previous weeks. So <laughs> this week. I'm going to keep score. Taking it with the last two of Mr. Stuart Woodmansey. All right. It was actually a green hop IPA. So when Paul said IPA, I was like, all right, okay, we're in business here. 4.2% was a little bit low. Stu kind of jumped over the top with the uh, the 5%. Um, that's one thing. You know, that's the main thing that counts. All right, any other business before we uh, have a little readers, a little listeners review? And then little spoilers for future pods? Oh, yours, mate. 
Right. So, very kindly, um, I don't know if Andy wants to kind of introduce this this part of the the section because it was uh, a friend of yours, wasn't it, Andy? Um, kind of, you were invited to kind of offer us so review uh, of the kind of languages. <clears throat> So very much like um, like beer, uh, podcasts are very sort of collaborative, lots of collaboration going on in podcasts. As I've been saying for years, podcasts aren't made possible without these people here, and uh, also they're, they're largely made possible by our uh, listeners. Um, I've had a, a, a friend for many years who uh, I noticed uh, on sort of your traditional, your Friday, your Saturday, every now and then a Sunday if, you know, you've got a bank holiday coming up, um, uh, is posting on Facebook what I would consider from my not really knowing much about it perspective, very detailed, very concise, very uh, well-written reviews of what beers they are drinking, um, on that day, for that evening, sometimes there's a bit of a theme going on, sometimes there's a particular brewery. It's always accompanied by the can, a glass, with the beer poured. It's <clears throat> And it's just always something that struck me as um, nicely done. You know, they're not doing it for any other reason other than this is what I'm drinking at the moment. Um, the other theme being is that said person, uh, A.D. Wells, or as he's better known to uh, to his friends, A.D. Boo. Uh, he also gave the Pursuit of Hoppiness podcast a shout-out because he took a recommendation. Some uh, some of your long-time listeners might remember. Took a recommendation and uh, thoroughly enjoyed the beer that he uh, had taken a recommendation from. So, I reached out to him. I was like, you can say no. I'm, I'm purely asking out of uh, out of interest. Don't suppose you fancy doing a little bit of a write-up for a beer that you have enjoyed, a um, series of beers you've enjoyed, just something that we can throw into the podcast to, uh, <clears throat> to, to you know, readers, listeners, choice sort of deal. Um, he said it's something that would interest him, and a couple of days, maybe, maybe it was only a day later he came back with uh, what he has sent through, which are... As Matt is the host of the Pursuit of Happiness, I've sent through to you, sir, and uh, I'm sure your reading out loud skills are a lot better than mine. So there we go. Uh, this is obviously the point in time where I say anybody, 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 anybody is absolutely encouraged to uh, throw the hat in the ring. Uh, a short, a short write up for a beer. Uh, uh, you know, an essay write up for a beer. Same with all podcasts, uh, and it's absolutely the same with uh, the pursuit of happiness because of uh, the the community that surrounds the the craft beer. It's quite strong anyway. So uh, there you go, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, we're probably gonna we're gonna probably gonna move towards spoiling some of the breweries that we're gonna be tasting and reviewing anyway, because I think I'll probably get more people kind of involved and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I read this review and I was like, I'm kind of scamming here with people if you think I'm reviewing beers because this is, this is excellent. So after some careful consideration and a lot of different beers this month, 
for example, Northern Monk's brilliant Death by Stranic, the, uh, the mighty Pomona Island and Lurvig collab brew is something brilliant, Happling Tipper. I read that, I was like, I want that so bad. Um, and or Omnipolo's Bianca Blueberry Maple Pancake Lassie also want that as well. Uh, there's been some stiff competition, but in the words of Highlander, there can only be one. Uh, this month's winner is Brew is Brew York for literally one of my favourite beers they've ever made. Uh, they've only gone and cranked it up to eleven and and uh, done a barrel aged version of the John Visconti, the King of Brew York. Uh, it's uh, this is the, their fourth iteration of their State of Mind series, and I know I'm being biased, but I don't care. This is one of the best ones they've done so far. For those who've never tried John Biscotti, why not? And seriously, why not? It's, it's a really good beer. This is a very complex dark beer that is inspired by the tradition, the traditional uh, Italian biscuit. So it has a lot of nutty flavours of almond, pistachio and hazel, hazelnut in a nice smooth coffee stout. My personal fave is the import, important orange aftertaste. Honestly, there's so much going on with this brew. Uh, this particular version of the John Biscotti has been barrel aged in, in, port par- in port barrels and because of its a full 12% ABV Imperial Pastry Stout, the aging process really gives this brew an extra added badabing uh, and is truly worthy of the Godfather. The New York State of Mind series are super limited but well worth it if you can find them. And there you go. Stu has the actual can. I, I mean that that you know that that's exactly what we want. You know, if you've got if you've got something to say about beer, you know, we have something to say. Is it rambled? Is it sometimes half cooked because we've drank a ten point five percent triple IPA uh, north the west coast one? Yeah, um, but you know we want we want people's contributions because. You know, it's four of us shooting the shit about beer, but actually it's better if there's 40 of us shooting the shit about beer or 400 of us shooting the shit about beer or 4,000 of us shooting the shit about beer. (laughs) You know, I'd rather talk to different people and get different opinions because I know I can be very close-minded and after talking to four people about beer for, I mean, what, six months now, my mind's been open to the possibility of, like, Low alcohol, like low alcohol, alcohol free beers, which I'm going to be honest with you, you know, 12 months ago, I'd be like, I'm not drinking that. What's the point? Have a, have a, have a, have a kind of coke. Um, but it's kind of opened my mind up. So, um, in the next kind of month or two, just to kind of, you know, we want, you know, if people have got contributions, yeah, if you're going to be a dick about it, we're probably not going to read it out. Um, but, you know, um, but the next two kind of breweries that we're looking at is uh, we're looking at Mashgang. Um, like we said, they're our next door, they were our next door neighbours when we were in Hop City. They do some excellent um, low alcohol beers. They've been very kind enough to send me uh, an exclusive taster of one of their beers that I haven't opened yet. I'm going to open that on the actual Mashgang pod. Uh, we have two orders of their recent brews coming through that we're also going to try together. 
Um, so if you're a Mash Gang fan, that'd be fantastic. Um, and also, please be kind, because this brewery is very near and dear to my heart. It's where I live. It's my local brewery. Some people may joke that I work there. I fucking don't. Uh, I just go there a lot. <laughs> well, the next one is Wylam. All right. Um, so they're, they're going to be the next two breweries up. So if uh, if you've drank Mashgang, uh, please let us know. Uh, please let us know what you think about their beers. Um, if you drank Wylam, which I'm sure you have please let us know what you think about their beers whether it's a one-off whether it's their core range whatever uh please send your reviews in via twitter via instagram via however um because we want we want people's contributions to it because we can sit here and say what we think about beer but like we said you know can be a little bit closed-minded at times um because we know what we like you know as in a lot of things in life we know what we like and you stick to it um but right then, so from there, so yeah, more contributions, please. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Right, so, good, good night, goodbye. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. All the beer has been drunk. Big thank you to uh, everybody mentioned. Trembling Madness, AD, Brew York... Northern Monk, everyone. Big thank you to everyone. Big thank you to all the people on the podcast. Matt, Stu, Paul. Big thanks. Thank you to you if you're one of our lovely subscribers. It's a great feeling, isn't it? I know. You can subscribe wherever you're checking this podcast out, and it is a big help. Also, you can jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. It's just a little website, but it does give our social media links and our email link you can drop us a line let us know what you're drinking at the moment so there we go that's it for this one until next time i'm going to say cheers and i'll see you then <laughs>